Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Robins on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Welcome to the latest Robins on the Wire podcast with myself, Michelle Owen, and Gregor McGregor. We've got so much to get through. Obviously, all of the transfer window sagas that have played out, what happened on deadline day, and reaction to the QPR win as well, and looking ahead to Bolton uh, at the time of recording tomorrow night. So, Gregor, I think most uh, sports broadcasters have a little bit of a sigh of relief today that the transfer window is over because this January transfer window overall has been extremely busy, hasn't it? But we will focus on Bristol City to start with. And first of all, let's celebrate the fact that no key players have left in this window. How how good is that for Bristol City as a club right now? And, their, and for their stature in terms of sending out a message that, as Lee Johnson often says, they are not a selling club. Well played, Steve Lansdowne. Well played, Mark Ashton, I'd say. Yeah, I think um, the Robins have had a great window myself. I've been asking a few City fans this morning what they think, and I think, yeah, the, the majority agree that they basically had a, a really top window, brought in three interesting players, I would describe them as. Um, and, yeah, the, the three they brought in sort of keep with the club's philosophy. They haven't had to shell out loads of money. Um, and, yeah, there's certainly of upside, maybe, as Lee Johnson would say there. Um, these, guys, <laughs> these guys can develop and uh, get better and better. And, um, yeah, as you say, the, the main thing was to keep the, the, the big players, the, um, the, the class acts in the, in the side, if you like. And, yeah, Aidan Flint, Joe Bryan, all, all these guys are, are going to stay. And I, I just want to add to that. Um, I, I think that really is key, obviously, but the other thing is, I, I know for a fact there's real Premier League interest in those guys. Um, I know that there were sort of six Premier League scouts um, at the weekend at the at Ashton Gate. And um, as far as I'm aware, that's um, not um, out of the ordinary. There's been lots of Premier League scouts coming this this uh, uh, recently to Ashton Gate. And in fact, I was going to say to you, one of the scouts there was former Sky Sports person, Andy Burton. Do you know Andy at all? Do you work for Bournemouth? He does, yeah. Is it Andy Burnham or Andy Burton? Burton. Yeah. And, um... uh, used to work for oh, Andy Burnham. He's an MP, isn't he? <laughs> this, I just want to point out that yesterday, myself and Gregor, no excuses at all today, but 18-hour day yesterday. That's why I was getting Andy Burton confused with Andy Burnham. Um, but yeah, Andy Burton used to be a reporter. So he was scouting for Bournemouth. That's very interesting. Yeah, and as I understand it, um, I think he's, his role is, qu- is quite sp- specific in scouting. I think he actually... I've been told, um, sort of looks into player personalities and characters and things. So not just what they do on the pitch. So that might even hint at sort of a, a real deep level of interest in some of the City yeah. players. But uh, we, we've said this many times, though. It's it's a sign of good things when your players are wanted. So it's absolutely no bad thing that City stars are being scouted and they've stayed and uh, hopefully they're going to stay long term and... Uh, hopefully take the Robins up to the Premier League in the summer. I think they've got a chance. Yeah, and I think if they don't, then there might be problems, if we're honest. But that's that's discussion for another time. Today's a positive day. 
what we were talking about just before we stepped in to the studio here to record the podcast was uh, I was up at Leicester City yesterday for Sky Sports and keeping one eye on your tweets about what was happening. I was keeping in touch with my source at Bristol City as well, just seeing what was going on. And we'll come on to that in a second. But what was interesting at Leicester City is obviously Riyad Mahrez did not leave. And we were saying, do you know what? That shows that a club can dig its heel in and keep a hold of a player because that player, in this case Riyad Mahrez, is in the middle of a four-year deal. And actually, how refreshing to find that a contract for a footballer actually means something these days. And that brought me back to talking to you about Aidan Flint. Now, I think it was much more up and down in the summer whether he would leave. It's been a lot quieter on his front this time, hasn't it, about whether leaving or not. What do you think that's down to? Do you think that's down to the club saying, look, Aidan, see how we do. If we don't go out, maybe we can revisit this discussion in summer. Is it the club saying, you're in a contract, not going to happen, you're being undervalued? What do you think happened there? I think there's maybe a couple of factors there. Um, Obviously, Lee Johnson's been asked a a lot about this in press conferences after games. And uh, Aidan Flint has been asked about it too. I've asked Aidan specifically about his future and he's kind of shut me down in a way instead in in respect that his answer was um, basically, I've got two more years on my deal after when I get to this summer and I'm just focused on the future, you know. But I think... Aidan would recognise, and, and everybody would, that um, Bristol City of today are not the same side as of a year ago. Things are mm. vastly different. Obviously, they're not in a relegation battle. They're a good, what, 10, 12 places up the championship, and they've got a real a real chance of getting promotion this season, or at least, at least making the playoffs. And I think having kept their best players uh, reinforced well, um, they're going to be a, a force um, for the last, what, 15, 16, 17 games we've got of the season. Yeah, definitely. And if you're Aidan Flint, I wrote a column on it a week or so ago, it would be stupid. It would have been stupid to leave in this window, in my opinion, when you're on the cusp of Premier League football, potentially with Bristol City. You would become a hero here if you went up with them. You would get Premier League football and your wages would go up. So it would have been daft for him to leave, wouldn't it? But if he, if you know, Bristol City do not go up, do you think he'll leave in summer? Because I think he'll leave in summer if they don't go up. Yeah, I, it's, yeah, it's tough. I, I think there'll be a lot of pressure on Bristol City to maybe... Uh, cut a deal with someone and and if there's Premier League interest. But I'm going to go back to something that was said a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think Lee said that basically a, a championship move is probably a sideways move for Aiden. Oh, yeah, so definitely. I think I think it's got to be a Premier League club. And if a Premier League club comes in for him, then, yeah, not many yeah. Bristol City fans are going to begrudge him a move. We'll worry about that in summer, like I said. Um, Thinking of the incomings then, Ryan Kent, in loan, uh, Ryan Kent on loan from Liverpool, Liam Walsh coming in from Everton on a permanent deal, and completed last week, we're going to try and say his name correctly, with my French accent, some va-va-voom, Louis Journey, a new French striker who we've seen play now as well. So those three strikes, uh, signings we've discussed before, Ryan Kent and Liam Walsh, but just to revisit uh, Louis Journey, how much of a good signing do you think he is? And what a haircut! <laughs> yeah, I I actually think that could, in the fullness of time, be looked back on as a bit of a, um, a yeah, masterful move from um, the uh, senior hierarchy at Ashton Gate. They've they've not really got too much to lose there, have they? Because he comes in on loan. It's as Mark Ashton said at the weekend: try before you buy. Um, so yeah, they can have a good look at him and um, see how it works out. I was asking. Lee Johnson earlier this week about um, how he intends to play him and 
Um, yeah, he's, he's the sort of player who's who's strong and fast. Um, he showed some really good pace last weekend against QPR. Almost got onto a, a nice through ball from midfield. If you were at the game, you'd have seen. Um, and yeah, it is exciting. One one thing Lee actually mentioned the other day was that. Um, he was actually late for training this week. Oh, uh, naughty, or, or, not why? Yeah, already. Is this a so. translation problem or just... <laughs> I, as, I believe, as I understand it, um, and Lee was talking about this in his press conference, is basically it's one of those ones where he's a, he's a new guy who's come in and he probably doesn't know um, the way up to Feyland um, at the moment and uh, he's just learning where everything is. So, <laughs> so obviously you let him off this, but I do think it, he might have been fined even. Um, uh, I'm not too sure whether he was fined or not. I think he might have been. I'm sure um, he was. So... Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, he'll have to learn quickly. But um, yeah, I, I was asking um, Corey Smith, and I think he's going to um, have to sing his initiation song as well. Oh, do we know what he's going to have to sing? Do you know what? I reckon yeah. that might go on Instagram because there's a few lads on there like Josh Brownhill, Jamie Patterson that love an Instagram story. So we'll keep our eye on that one. And in our next podcast, Gregor, I'll get you to sing one. <laughs> That's a complete joke. That's never going to happen. Gregor <laughs> um, <laughs> looked really worried for a second. He's like, uh, 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 no. Um, Gustav Engvall, I was chatting to my source at Bristol City last night. So is he going? And he said it's 50-50. Uh, you said you thought he might be going to Brondby. Uh, what happened with Gustav Engvall? Why is he not left? He does not play. Let's just be brutal about this. He is not part of Lee Johnson's plans. He has played once in the FA Cup against Watford. That was the game he played, wasn't it? I can barely remember it because it was uneventful. So what is the point in Gustav Engvall being at Bristol City still? Yeah, I well, I spoke to his agent yesterday and um, basically he told me um, that Gus um, is was, is up for a move um, and he recognises the best thing for his development is to play first-team football. Mm. So, yeah, um, as Lee said in his press conference earlier this week, probably the best thing is a loan, but um, if the club gets a good offer, then they'll consider it. Um, and I understand that was, of, of course, the case. Um, however, I was told as well that there was a little bit of a problem in terms of um, whether Gus could actually move on because... Some um, some people were regarding him as already having played two <clears throat> for two clubs this season, and you obviously can't play for a third mm. one as as FIFA um, rules, ha- isn't rules. it? Yeah, mm. but um, I believe that was all sorted out in the end. Um, wasn't the case, and he could have moved yesterday if a deal was um, completed. It wasn't done. Um, I have to say, yeah, I was told by a couple of separate sources that um, that Bromby was seriously in for him. Um, but that, obviously that didn't materialise um, I, and I actually think there's a chance that Gus could still move because, and I'll explain that because obviously the transfer window is shut here now mm-hmm. but in other countries it's still open yeah. so um, maybe something to keep an eye on in the next few weeks I, I think, I mean my tip at the moment would be that he might go back to Sweden again I think his um, former club um, who the name escapes me at this moment uh, is it Nurkoping? No, it's... Um, His former club is... Um, Ju- I can't say the Jergarden. name. Jergarden. Jergarden. Jergarden, yeah. I think Jergarden could be back in for him. Um, so that will be something to keep and an eye on. He was only there weeks. on loan anyway. So maybe a loan move could, could materialise because that's been a relationship that's been established in the past with him and other clubs. Yeah, his, his agent did say to me that um, basically um, if the worst case scenario he has to wait until the summer and move, then he'll do that. And he also reiterated that they have no problem whatsoever with Bristol City and, um, yeah, there's a mutual respect from both sides. And, um, it just hasn't quite, yeah, it just hasn't quite happened for him at the moment. Hey, he could go, could go to China because they're... 
transfer window stays open till March. Uh-huh. So if he wants the big bucks... <laughs> maybe, maybe. But, um, yeah, I, I think he's been linked with um, Panathinaikos. I don't know if the Greek market's Ooh. open. But I do actually rate... I've been speaking to a few people on Twitter about this. I do actually rate Gustav um, still. I thought he played really well at Watford, even though he missed a few good chances. Um, he got in great positions. His touch was good. It's just, um, just the strikers ahead of him in the pecking order, aren't they? And one of those ahead of him, but could have been leaving yesterday, we were led to believe was Matty Taylor. Now, Matty Taylor, of course, came from Bristol Rovers. Everyone knows that. But it hasn't really worked out for him yet at Bristol City. And I really like Matty Taylor. Um, As a person, he's a really nice bloke, really down-to-earth, great to have a chat with, great to interview, very polite. And you can just tell as a player that he wants to do well. And when he scores, you know how much it means to him. Let's not forget, Matty Taylor is the man that assisted Corey Smith's winner against Manchester United with a delightful ball. I think he's a really good player. Why does Lee Johnson not use him more to start with? That's my first question. Yeah, things are very different, aren't they, one year on? But, um, yeah, Matty Matty was um, spoken about by Lee the other day. And um, basically, um, Lee explained that he's suffered... from injuries a lot over the last year and he's been really unlucky it's, it's not a case that he's been always injured it's been a case that when he's come into the side and done well he's then picked up a, a bit of a niggle um, at the moment he's obviously got this problem with his hernia um, mm. so he's gone down to London to get that fixed um, he's having surgery he's going to be out for four weeks and basically yeah that then curtails that scuppered his, his any potential alone move because he's going to fail the medical isn't he absolutely you know you might recall yesterday Islam Samani from Leicester City to Newcastle United he had this sky injury that's going to keep him out for two weeks and there were rumours flying around like oh he's failed his medical I thought do you know what that is possible because he's got the thigh injury but we soon found out from our sources that wasn't the case but I did think knowing that Matthew Taylor had this hernia problem would he have failed a medical somewhere and when our source at Bristol City told me that 100% he's not leaving I thought yeah that, that, that is probably half the reason is because he'd failed a medical but where would where would he have gone where was linked with him yeah I, I mean maybe he could have gone to a club at the top of League One or another championship side ideally further um, down maybe yeah one interesting little anecdote about Massey is again from Lee and because um, I was asking Lee in depth about this the other day and I thought it was really interesting. Lee said that at the beginning of the season, he genuinely thought that uh, Matty would be a first-choice striker this year. And I think the idea was originally for Bobby Reid to basically become in a second choice for that for that role. Mm. However, and this is the way football goes, isn't it? You take your chances and it's the other way around. Bobby Reid now is absolutely cemented in the, into the team mm. and looking... One of the first, first yeah, names on the team sheet. Absolutely. And looking, looking every bit the, the the part of a championship striker and, and Massey, unfortunately, just hasn't gone his way. He's missed a few chances this year and I, th- I think a loan might, might have been good for him in terms of regaining confidence. But I... Th- I think there is a role still for him at City. And in fact, Lee was at pains to say that in his, Matty is in his long-term plans. He, he works so hard off the ball. Oh, he does. Yeah. But if they go up to the Premier League, surely he's one that will fall, fall by the wayside. Let's be honest. Yeah, OK. I thought so, in, OK, in that scenario. <laughs> uh, yeah, OK, in that scenario. I think but in the immediate future, maybe. is what you're saying, maybe in the next five... Uh, well, it's not even five months now, is it? Three, four months. In the push for the playoffs you still think he could have a role to play? I think so, yeah. Maybe the winner in the Championship playoff final. Oh, wow. <laughs> you heard it here first. Well, to be honest, I'm glad Matty Taylor stayed because, as I said, to deal with, he's a pleasure to deal with. For me, one of the nicest players at the club and brave to move from one side of the city to the other. 
I really hope it works out for him. So we'll just watch this space. And you say he's going to be out for a while, though. Is it up to a month, Vernia? Four weeks, I think, and yeah. yeah. He's, he is a top guy, I've got to add. So we're going to try and summarise this window now, Gregor. And I asked people on Twitter, as you did, for their thoughts on this. Sort of how, how do you think the window has gone for Bristol City? Uh, Tim Parsons said, perfect transfer window. No departures, three good signings, and Famara, Shiju is like a new signing. I mean, obviously key to have him back. Uh, one from Darren Fairchild here. I think the three signings have great potential. They need to get some game time now. More importantly, which seems to be the general consensus, uh, Darren says, more importantly, we didn't lose any big names. And I think that shows the desire the club has to succeed. Slight concern that if we don't get promoted, then we may lose some major players, which we've touched on. And finally, uh, Tom Langridge uh, sort of reiterated that. Uh, even better, we kept hold of Brian and Flint. Kudos to Johnson the board for their stance not selling. Uh, but would City have to go up this season in order to keep our best players? Also, Gregor, Tom asks, is there a new contract for Bobby Reid? Um, don't know anything about that one myself at the moment. Obviously, Mark gave an update at the weekend, Mark Ashton, that is, and um, said that there's contract discussions going on at the moment. So, yeah, watch, we'll watch out for that. Um, that would, I think that would sort of make it a... Nine out, nine out of ten, ten out of ten window. If they'd just announced Bobby Reed had signed mm. up for uh, eighteen years, then uh, that would be good. eighteen years. Wouldn't that make him like thir- how old is he? Thirty-nine. Uh, Andy Halman tweeted me and said about Bristol City. Why couldn't we match Real Maris's asking price? Well, I'm guessing that Steve Lansdowne doesn't have ninety-five million in his back pocket, Andy. <laughs> so there we are. And that's the story I was covering yesterday, as we talked about earlier. So I think that's why Andy's tweeted me that. So, Gregor, overall, what's your thoughts on this window? Yeah, you, I, you're going to give it a score out of ten. So, what's the score out of ten? Oh yeah, I'm going to go for a big solid eight. Um, yeah, really pleased with um, them. Obviously, keeping their best players, but I also think the three guys they've brought in are really interesting players. That we've already seen Liam Walsh had something. Ryan Kent um, provided the assist the other day for DGU's opener and. Yeah, he, he's a he's a championship sort of ready player, can go both ways. And I I actually like the look of um, Diony. I think he could he could be yeah a new ten million pound player in in the making if 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 we can get him back to form. Um, and yeah, it's all positive signs. But one interesting thing is that City now have, what twenty one players out on loan. Um, and yeah, that, that's the new Chelsea of the Championship. Absolutely, that's that's a, a kind of a strategy there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if that works out. You said eight out of ten. So what could have been better is that is there any players that got away that they could have signed the ones that got away perhaps? Well, there's been a few rumours and um, on certain players. I think I think when you go for players and when we interviewed Mark Ashton earlier this year, he kind of. Um, spoke about this he said that you can't just go for one player and have your sights on one player otherwise you end up paying massively over the odds or you don't get them so I think they've gone for two or three players so maybe some of the fallout the other rumours we've heard about are players that they previously were interested in Um, in terms of what could have gone better yeah maybe new contacts with a couple of key players tie them down for the long term Um, maybe bring in someone who's a bit more experienced at championship levels um, a bit more of a senior player maybe but um, I'm nitpicking there I I think (laughs) think they've had a really strong window and uh, it's going to make for an exciting end to the season Absolutely and we must turn our attention to that now Oh wow how much did Bristol City need that win on Saturday against QPR I mean they hadn't won in what seven or eight games and we know that doesn't tell the full story but to go down to 10 men and win 2-0. Let's first of all start with the Nathan Baker red card. Someone tweeted me saying, 
oh, you didn't think that was a red card, did you? I was like, ah. Now, I wasn't at the game on Saturday because I went to Newport v Spurs in the FA Cup. I've seen it back. It's a tough one, isn't it? It's a tough one because he's out for three games now. And that, that is massive, absolutely massive loss for Bristol City. What do you reckon? Red card? Uh, my gut reaction watching it live at the time was that's a yellow um, but I was keeping an eye on the referee because I thought that's a yellow but occasionally you get given a red for that because he wasn't last man no not at all but it was um, the way he sort of lunged in right yeah absolutely and high um, yeah kind of scything action as well you scissored him let's be honest it was a, a you're in the middle of the park playing for all your mates and you're a bit annoyed you're going to scissor them it is it is he reckless. knows better than that he's got better technique than that he's a professional yeah, footballer it, it is reckless but it's, it's the sort of tackle where you do see a lot of them and I mean look at the Leroy Sane one the next day and, oh horrendous and I think that's worse and obviously you only get a yellow for that so it's, it's annoying because there's inconsistency oh, in the refereeing but, but yeah initially I thought yellow but every time I watch it I've got to say it does it look worse, a bit more yeah. what did Lee Johnson say after yeah he, he agreed the same thing really but um, yeah they and obviously the club did appeal hasn't hasn't been successful nah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I understand why they appealed because here we have a problem Nathan Baker centre back against Aidan Flint one of the best centre back partnerships in the championship now it, it, it's not a case of square pegs and round holes because Bailey Wright can move in however Eros Bassano is not fit so there's a square peg in a round hole Corey Smith he's going to have to drop to right back isn't he and then little Liam Walsh as I call him is he going to have to go into centre midfield or could he play three at the back play three five two? I think against, I th- against Bolton yeah I actually think he might go with Maggie at the back there and um, right <laughs> <laughs> really uh, yeah, I think Maggie might come in ah. and get another chance because Maggie actually played really well at the end of the um, keep QPR game on Saturday as well he well I wasn't there was, in fairness yeah. so that you know I'll tell you a word for that I I feel bad. If you if I you have Maggie there, saying it. if you have Maggie there, then you don't have to unsettle. Change, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I hear Sorry. what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. However, and he is a lovely man. And as we said last week in the podcast, this is nothing personal because he's a lovely chap. And when he tweeted his apology about what happened in the Man City game, it was heartbreaking. But he is so liable to mistakes. We've seen him do it against Manchester City, ultimately costly. It happened in the Seven Side Derby. He did it against Derby County. Luckily, that wasn't costly. So if he goes into right back, is the message from Johnson going to be, just put your laces through it and get rid if you're not sure? Because that is his weakness, isn't it? It's just dithering on the ball a little bit. Two, two words for you, John Stones. Um, weren't we saying, mm-hmm. or people who like the England national football team, or England sports, I guess, as you go on. Uh, we saying, <laughs> people who <laughs> like the England football team. <laughs> as we were saying, as we were saying um, sort of uh, a year ago about John Stones, maybe longer, mm. he, he dallies on the ball, gets caught in <laughs> possession, he makes mistakes. Look at how he's come on under yeah. Pep Guardiola, arm around the shoulder. Let's um, accentuate the positives. Um, I think it's the same situation with Maggie. He's a, he's a fine defender. Yes, he's made mistakes. Will he learn? Yeah, I think he will. So um, I, I'd chuck him back in there, give him a, give him why, a game. But why not go potentially, and it is asking a lot, Three five two. So um, you can have Bailey Wright, Horder Magnusson, so you're not so reliant on him being against the full-back, and Aidan Flynn. And then you can have Joe Bryan as a wing-back, and could Jamie Patterson do a job as a wing-back? And then in the middle, you have Corey Smith, Liam Walsh, and then maybe even Bobby Reid, and Framara Gigio and Lewis Johnny. Now, on paper, that is an amazing team. Bolton aren't doing very well in the Championship. You know, it's free-flowing going forward, but it's also five at the back if it needs to be. 
Yeah, it's quite an exciting team, I think. Um, as Daniel Farke might say, some spicy football. Could be oh, I did po- sorry, can we just take a minute for Daniel Farke or Farke? Daniel Farke at the end of the, when Norwich won against Bristol City, he came up to me and went, there's some spicy situations. And like, in the middle of the interview, and it's just, I just stood there trying not to smile because it was just a great line. But yeah, spicy lineup. Yes, he said it five times in the, in the press Oh, only once to me. I so, feel like yeah. I missed out. It's a spicy situation. Yeah, um, yeah I think that's a possibility but it's unlikely do you reckon yeah it's it's a good lineup. maybe they'll use it they did use something like um, similar to that when they played at Wolves for a bit sort of in the uh, latter stages of the game yeah. they put Callum O'Dowdo on the right and Joe Bryan down the left yes I remember I'm not sure Jamie Patterson would be quite so suited to that role defensively but just, yeah. yeah but um, you never know you could could give it a try it'd be a more attacking team but um, yeah, yeah there's other players maybe who could play that position and yeah they've certainly got options so. How far off is Callum O'Dowd from coming back? Well I think the club have said this week um, not too far away What a great um, option he's going to be to have back What a great option Yeah it must be surely just a couple of weeks because I think it was the end of October he was injured so that's now over three months I remember we reported three months but the club sort of said 10 to 12 weeks but it's been a bit longer than that now. Mm. So yeah going back to the QPR game fantastic performance what are your sort of thoughts on it? overall and the goals and how they came about it was vital absolutely vital to get the three points they've done it we move on um, and now they've got to build from there in some respects season begins again sort of with, forget all the Carabao Cup and uh, all the distractions there there's no more Manchester games to, so obviously so Let's look forward to the rest of the season. Um, they've got a chance, I think, a real chance of uh, promotion this season. Uh, and, yeah, I, I'm for sure... Tamara Gigi firing again and essentially set up Joe Bryan as well. That was the biggest positive for me um, on Saturday. It was the best game I've seen Dichu put in. I thought he was outstanding. Led the line brilliantly. Obviously, Bobby Reid and other players were superb as well. But I thought Dichu just made... Obviously, he made the difference with that goal. But it was his hold-up play. He just kept it simple. And that's all he needed to do. And it made such a difference. Just been missing that so much for the last seven or eight games, Bristol City. So fantastic to have that, that option again. And as you say, it almost feels like... Yeah, it feels like another season. It's obviously a continuation. They've got themselves into this fantastic position. Friday night under the lights against Bolton. Do you fancy them for this one? Because Bolton aren't doing great in the Championship. I think, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be a difficult game. But I do think it's a good time to play Bolton, obviously, after they lost Gary Medine yesterday. Um, they've obviously brought in some other players. But 22nd yeah, into the Championship. They're, they're gonna, they might, the, the word from the Bolton fans is they might have to play a little bit different style of game with the players they brought in they haven't got like a, a target man just at this time mm-hmm. of um, speaking but um, they might oh, apparently might... play like that last mm. thing is Par- a nightmare apparently um, Scott Minto was saying to me earlier that they might bring in a, another target man on a free transfer before then so we'll keep an eye out for that if they don't then yeah they, they might not have the physical presence up front that they need I mean they haven't um, won since New Year's Day so yeah as I say I think it could be a good time to play them but um We'll see. It's going to be difficult. Obviously, the old boys there, Mark Litz and uh, yeah, Mark Litz. Wilbs. Yeah, and so. Robin. Be interested to, to see how they fare. Oh, I was at the game earlier in the season. Bristol City won. What was the score? Remind me. Uh, one nil, wasn't it? Or yeah, was it two nil. Then? No, it was close. <laughs> I remember it being close. Bolton obviously had a player sent off, and um, it was difficult to break them down. I remember that. Yeah, because they they just sort of sat back, didn't they? Mm. Um, but Carl Henry had a good game. Um, in the, in the midfield, yeah. Uh, so there are no, so. no walkovers. Um, it was 
I do remember because it was my wedding anniversary and it was 2-0 and Gigi and Flint scored so there we are they were tough to break down though at times and Flint got that it was the 77th minute when, when he scored and that sort of secured the three points but yeah, not an easy place to go but we're confident in three points yeah Can I, uh, we're obviously nearing the end of this podcast when I don't know if we've spoken about this story before when Aaron Wilbraham left Bristol City did mm. you know this that the players held a mock funeral for him <laughs> My word, what? In the changing room, yeah, Frank Fielding was telling me this. Um, basically, they had a, well, um, they had a, uh, a minute of silence in the changing room for Albie leaving and going up north. And, was he uh, there? So, uh, he wasn't there, but they recorded it and played some sad music on them. Actually, <laughs> paid their respects and they sent it to him. I know Albie took it with good grace and it was a good bit of banter between the guys. And, Brilliant. Yeah, it was great to see those guys back at Ashton Gate recently. Um, and yeah, so... Yeah. We'll look forward to that one tomorrow night. We'll be back next week then. Uh, we'll find out if Gustav Engfeld has gone. I feel like this might rumble on for a little while. And up ahead next week on the 10th, it will be Sunderland, which is another game you're going to look at and think points potentially. And then a massive game against Leeds the, the week after. So we'll be previewing those games next week. Hopefully we'll have, perhaps, who knows, good news about Callum O'Dowd and maybe he'll be back close to starting. Yeah, one, one final thing I want to drop in is um, obviously uh, farewell to the guys who left yesterday, Ivan Lukic and Diego de Girolamo. I can never pronounce his name Diego correctly. Diego de Girolamo. That'll be the one. Um, and effectively Scott Goldborn, I guess, because he's on loan, yeah. isn't he, until the end of the season, but he's out of contract then. So, um, yeah, those, those guys are good Haven't guys. Haven't really featured, and, but you've dealt with them. Yeah, I, I was surprised to see Diego go. I think he, he's been excellent under 23's level. Mm-hmm. But um, if they can get first-team football elsewhere, then good luck to them. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Gregor. And you can go and have a little lie down now because transfer window is closed uh, before you head up to Bolton. Thank you for listening and we'll see you back here next week. Robin's on the wire.